This is Entheogen, talk about tools for generating the divine within. Find the notes and links for this and other episodes at entheogenshow.com. Sign up to receive an email when we release a new episode. Follow us at Entheogen Show on Twitter and like Entheogen Show on Facebook. So guys, who's looking forward to uh, Burning Man? Two weeks to go, huh? Two weeks. weeks. Leaving in 10 days, actually. Thrilled. Man. Thrilled. Damn, 10 it's, days. I compare it every year to like it's the feeling that you had when you were a kid and Christmas was coming. You know? It's like <laughs> yeah. that's the closest thing I can you know, for, get. For me, it's more like the first day of school in a lot of ways. Uh, it, it, it's like the most significant annual event that compels me to do things like go to the dentist or like <laughs> go to the doctor, <laughs> like do like taking care of my like self as a person as a human being it's like oh burning man's coming i gotta i gotta be healthy i don't want to like be out there in the desert for a week and get sick uh, i can i can see that I, I do the same thing it's more like you know kind of i eat a lot better in the weeks going up to burning man because it's like kind of you i don't know you a you want to be in better better shape but also it's like i don't know you want to kind of like streamline the the diet and then uh i don't know just just anything you can do to feel better out there is an obvious advantage selective removal of hair Yes, that already took care of that one too, man. And without you this year, Brad, I mean, like Brad was instrumental in like uh, we, we, Brad and I, it's like this should be can't believe we're talking trivia. about this. Indian engine trivia. Brad and I have shaved each other. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Damn it! <laughs> that's not an entheogenic experience. I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'll never forget your face when you like had the setting on like zero or one and you just like streaked right out the middle of your chest and you looked up yeah. with this look of horror like oh, what have I done <laughs> <laughs> and then I like what a birdie man it doesn't matter yeah, exactly <laughs> I mean, like, well, some people are going to do this on purpose but uh, <laughs> but I also that's funny you're comparing it to the first day of school because I always feel like I've had this feeling my whole life that uh, because I was always working or I was either in school or working as an educator. So it was the year. Everyone always speaks in years as like from January to December, but I've never had that feeling. I've always had the September to June and then the summer is off. You know? So I've always had that, that schedule in mind. And then Burning Man sort of became my New Year's. Mm-hmm. Now it's right at the beginning of the new school year. And uh, even though I'm not in that field anymore, but I just still organize my life that way. And as an event, it's so much more um, about what New Year's should be about. For sure. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a real New Year. It's a week of yeah. reflection, of renewal. Of, you know. Yeah, personally speaking, too, I agree. Like, I, I find myself having the, um, like the intrinsic motivation to create um, uh What's the word I'm looking for? Resolutions. You know, like when I'm yeah, there, yeah. and I, it, it's like a check-in point. It's like, what's important to me now? You know, sure. what would I think about this time next year that I'd be proud if I stuck to? Compared to New Year's Eve, which, you know, I think is yeah. more of a traditional resolution-forming, habit-forming uh, moment of reflection. But, yeah, Burning Man's very much kind of like New Year's for me in that sense. Yeah, it's funny because I, I always kind of – I guess New Year's was more fun when you were – a little bit younger and then it just becomes kind of a drag because it's always plans and everything's expensive and not that much fun. And, uh, and then I guess there was a year at Burning Man that I realized, you know, the, the, the man was burning and I started crying and I didn't know why. And I'm not a crier. Like it's not normally just walking through life crying, but, uh, and I was just, and I realized that it was the first time I actually sat back and reflected on a year, and I was really happy. It was, there were tears of joy because I'd had a great year, and spe- specifically a year of a lot of growth and a lot of 
uh, just cool things happening as a result of you know spending time on them and and thought. And uh, so I said, you know, that, that's kind of when I got that idea the first time, and I thought like this is what like a new year. It doesn't have to be New Year's. It's that's sort of a commercialized thing now. But like there, it, it's really important, even if you don't go to Burning Man or whatever you do, to have kind of that moment every year. Uh, just to mark the time and reflect and, and uh, just just reflect on everything, whether it's your personal things, your pers- your relationships, everything that uh, that matters to you. You guys are such sissies. I can't believe this. What I'm hearing. <laughs> I you just wanted to go party in the desert. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, man. You know, my dad was right. You know? <laughs> it's like, you know, like, uh, you know, like I feel like to any sort of blue collar. Um, you know, traditional parent, like, you know, I think they probably think we're all gay anyway because we go to Burning Man and now I've just confirmed <laughs> it. Just, yeah, I go to Burning Man and cry and uh, you know, I shave, shave, I shave, <laughs> hug my friends all week. <laughs> confirming well, this year, all my worst nightmares. That's right. This year in particular, um, something wholly new for, for us and the show. Um, pretty excited about doing uh, an on playa interview. Yeah, our first uh, in-the-field interview, um, which we just recently put together. Uh, we're planning to interview none other than Rick Doblin, the uh, founder of MAPS, the multidisciplinary... The Dobfather, as I like to call him. <laughs> the Dobfather. <laughs> the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, MAPS, uh, and along with uh, our good friends Alex and Allison Gray, uh, who are all uh, camping together at Burning Man, not far from where we're camping, and uh, we'll be hanging out with them a little bit, and we're, we're uh, really looking forward to interviewing the three of them um, together, just kind of in a retrospective uh, about the history of psychedelic uh, research and, uh, you know, and just pr- promoting, uh, I don't know, what are, they, what are they doing? What have they been doing for the well, last 30 I, I think, years? I was going to say, I think it's important to have a little bit of perspective, uh, perspective on this, and I'd, maybe MAPS isn't as extended as we think it is and you know perhaps there are people listening that don't know exactly what it is but it's definitely the organization uh worldwide that is doing uh everything in its power to uh normalize and to and and to fundraise in order to get um good research done that can be then fda approved and uh and also lead to some sort of change in the field and i have to say i think the one thing that's great about maps and and Rick Doblin is sort of a hero because of the way he's done this throughout his life and, and sort of the mentality he has about it and the, the kind of cooperation that he shows with uh, the organizations like, like the FDA and the DEA and now the Pentagon, uh, who he's in dialogues with about uh, PTSD and MDA's, MDMA's uh, possible uh, benefit for that. But, uh, you know, he's just such an important figure with such an important mission and, uh, and I have to say, I really love that he doesn't make it only about research. You know, Rick Doblin's the first one to say, like, we're doing all this to prove these things and to get this done as a, a medicine. But it's not only, or medicine isn't only for sick people, right, is what kind of what he always says, you know. So I think that, that's a, a really nice point to touch on. But anyway, in terms of perspective, yeah, Rick Doblin, obviously the most important figure out there right now uh, in terms of the science. And then we bring Alex and Allison Gray on, who are sort of, the most important people out there in a different um, axis, which is kind of a, the spiritual, artistic side. So I feel like we have the high, the high priest and the high priestess, you know, joining us with our with, with the top, uh, you know, scientific person to get. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty awesome 
uh, trio to have in an interview. Yeah, it's incredible. It doesn't feel real to me yet. You know, it's. Uh, I know I'm nervous. I feel like I'm not going to be able to speak <laughs> when we get there. Like, same. I have the same feeling. Well, I, I, I mean, I think Joe, like, thank you, and maybe you could kind of share a little bit about getting this set up, even logistically. Like, you did a, you, you, you kind of made this happen. Um, and uh, how did you do this? Well, uh, I, I got to meet uh, Rick uh, a couple months ago. Maps was doing a 30th anniversary benefit, uh, sort of a tour. They were doing these, uh, gl- what they called global psychedelic dinners around the, the world. Uh, and they did, like, they did a main one, I guess, out in Oakland. Um, and, favorite like, kind of dinner, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're uh, out in Oakland. They did very a, like, highly banquet. rated. Yeah. Very, yeah. very, very highly rated on TripAdvisor. And, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of the old uh, Sh- Shulgin. Um, what do they call them? Like the the oh, Shulgin's uh, would get together with to yeah, with the Friday, the Friday, night? Friday night dinners, Friday night yeah, dinners, yeah, the FNPs. Yeah. exactly. Which is yeah. coincidentally probably the dinners that where the least food was eaten in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a common misconception. I think uh, we, we talked to Earth and Fire about it, and they said there was, everybody brought brought food and potluck dinner and stuff like that. I think it. Uh, I think the Shulkins were living on leftovers for the rest of the week. Personally, yeah. <laughs> you may be right. The long con. Right. But uh, but yeah, Maps did a dinner out in uh, in New York uh, at the Alchemist Kitchen. Um, they did like a, a benefit there, and uh, it was a, it was a great time. Got to meet Rick and talk to him, and, and invited him on the show, and he was very. Uh, cordial and, and uh, you know uh, accepted that uh, that invitation to get together at Burning Man and uh, do an interview and so uh, yeah he, he's a he's a great guy I mean he was just so such a kind person um, and just such a tireless leader in this uh, field you know that we've been uh, investigating here of uh, you know psychedelic promotion and research and um, so I think it's gonna be a great show yeah great interview with him yeah, it's funny that there, there was a Rick Doblin, um, there was a story written about him in the 80s that called him the Timothy Leary of the 80s. And, you know, I can, well, I can understand that journalist perspective at that time and sort of the kind of the place he was having as the, or, or he was then gaining as this leader. Uh, but I said, like, there couldn't be a, uh, a worse comparison. You know, it's like Rick Doblin is, you know, all the things that Timothy Leary did to sort of antagonize. Uh, the government, law enforcement, any sort of authority, uh, that's not Rick Doblin. And I think that's why he's so successful at doing what he's doing. And I think that's why there's such hope uh, that through Doblin and MAPS uh, that things are now finally changing. Absolutely. And it's been a, a short 30 years, right? The, it's form, formed in 1986, so uh, 2016 being the 30th anniversary for MAPS. And Kevin, you're probably right. Like a lot of people listening, you know, may know of Maps or have heard of it. Um, mm. But I think in terms of mainstream knowledge, it's it still has a lot of work to do on the awareness and and that aspect. Um, so I'm sure yeah. a lot of people would still think like, oh yeah, he's that drugs guy, you know, or, or you know, unfairly comparing him to some like a, a personality like Timothy Leary. Um, and I agree, like the whole spirit of what he's doing is to create awareness and data and to uh, not legitimize really, because I don't think that's that's the intent, but to to recognize and to to like kind of get it out from this legal shroud of, you know, unnecessarily scheduled substances um, and uh, an opportunity for it to to help people. 
Yeah, and I think he's also um, a, a person who really, I mean, he's driven by the truth in the end. I mean, we we may come at it originally from a different angle because you tried something or you had a friend who tried something and you thought, you know, this isn't so bad and 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 or it's maybe I don't know anything about it, but I like it or, you know, whatever your original feelings are. I mean, Rick Doblin is motivated by the scientific truth about these substances. So I think uh, in teaming up with the FDA and doing everything in the strictest protocols is actually helping him to get to the truth where that's something we've really never been privileged to. I mean, even the most strident supporters of uh, psychedelics, really, they have a feeling and they have a lot of anecdotal evidence about um, these substances to feel that, A, they're not dangerous, and then B, that they sort of can be a, a very advantageous, positive thing in your life. But it's great now that we're actually going through the, the proper scientific channels and getting hard scientific data back that can that can prove what everyone already feels or thinks they know is correct. Right, and we focused here on uh, on uh, Rick Doblin because he's a new guest uh, on Entheogen. We've we've interviewed Alex Nallison before, specifically in the area of. Uh, spiritual use or sacramental use of entheogens as well as, uh, you know, just artistic use uh, because they are, as Kevin said, the uh, high priest and priestess of, uh, of psychedelia. Very, very high. Very high. <laughs> Extremely high. high. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, that, the good, good point mentioning that. We didn't mean to, uh, to overshadow them. Uh, so obviously the Rick Doblin thing is sort of new and, uh, and that's why we gave it the first attention, but just as excited about uh, Alex and Allison. And also, Joe, that was an interview you conducted uh, with without Brad and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we're, we're very happy to be there for that. And, um, and yeah, I think what I said about Rick Dowlin and sort of his mentality and his, uh, his kind of philosophy of cooperation, I feel like that extends perfectly to, to Alex Gray, who I don't – I've never seen an inkling of anything sort of uh, ego-driven, nothing that is separatist, nothing that uh, excludes anyone. So I think uh, we're, we're in very good hands. One more thing we wanted to mention, speaking of Burning Man, uh, is that uh, we've, been, we've interviewed uh, Sarah of the Zendo Project. It's another um, aspect of the work that MAPS does. And Zendo will be active at Burning Man. Uh, it's a place where you can go to, if you need help integrating a former psychedelic experience, or if you're in some kind of a, uh, a difficult place, uh, on the playa, you can seek out the Zendo locations. Uh, they have two locations this year, uh, kind of at opposite uh, sides of the playa. And, uh, we'll be doing some work with the Zendo. I'll be volunteering there. Um, and it's a, it's a great, it's really a great thing that they do. Um, I think it's a very necessary thing. Uh, these experiences can be difficult, especially in the context of Burning Man. Uh, you're in the middle of the desert and so on. And it, you know, sometimes very cacophonous kind of environment. Uh, sometimes you lack sleep and water and, and, uh, Kevin knows the, uh, <laughs> what can go wrong there. <laughs> Uh, Actually, and- about about Zendo, uh, I just discovered that a, a very good mutual friend of ours, uh, April, uh, was at a festival in Costa Rica, and you know, somewhat unfortunately, she needed to rely on their support. But uh, I, I mentioned that we're you know we're going to go to the training, and Joe's going to be volunteering, and she lit up like a light. She's like, "Oh my god, I love those people! Like they saved my life." And I I didn't realize that she'd had that experience, and 
um, had that firsthand experience with them. So highly recommended by a friend. I sort of, I sort of think of them as like psychedelic Jedi's. You know, <laughs> like like highly trained in this uh, like sacred order, and just there. No kidding about highly trained. When you look through the literature of of what the training entails for a volunteering opportunity at Burning Man, man, they take it seriously, and I really respect how much emphasis they place on uh, being prepared to help people. Um, so, looking forward to learning more about that and. Again, it, again, another sign that we're not in the '60s anymore. Uh, that you know, all of these things are highly organized and sophisticated, and and work properly. And if you uh, donate before Burning Man, uh, Zendo is uh, looking for donations. There, uh, they have a, a the River Sticks Foundation is matching. I guess the first fifteen thousand dollars that they raise. Uh, you know, they need help supporting this their mission uh, of psychedelic harm reduction. So go to zendoproject.org. And you can donate now uh, to a very worthy cause. And again, they're under the MAPS uh, umbrella. So you know, any donation to Zendo is also kind of indirectly helping MAPS. Uh, and as long as we're on the topic, uh, you can visit maps.org uh, to support MAPS directly and cosm.org to support Alex and Allison Gray's Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. And uh, we really look forward to uh, seeing them on the playa and to uh, seeing some of our listeners as well. So uh, in the meantime, reach out through entheogenshow.com and you can submit your questions for Alex and Allison Gray along with Rick Doblin. And that interview will be out uh, in uh, September to kick off season three of Entheogen. And not, uh, I'm super excited about our guests, but uh, this will also be the first show of Entheogen that the three of us will re- be recording in the same location. Oh, wow. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Over two years we've been doing this uh, in, in remote locations. You guys had the chance to record together like you are today. I'm jealous. I'm all the way over here on the other side of the country. Um, but yeah, it'll be the first show where we're all in the same place at the same time. That is very exciting, especially that we'll be in the same place at the same time with Alex so Allison I, and Rick. I, oh, I think it'll be cool for them to be there to just listen to the three of us talk for about a half an hour before <laughs> we get around to like asking them a question. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like, the six of us are going to be uh, in, in quite a quite a dialogue there. It's going to become its own psycho- psychedelic dinner. That's right. A psychedelic snack. You know? <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> afternoon snack. A psychedelic well, supper. Once we get past the uh, you know autograph signing for the first 10 minutes, then uh, it, should get, it should be a good show. Yeah, actually, a good story too that I was uh, I was out to dinner with my girlfriend and I got a like a text message from Joe. So I open it up and it's like a photo of him wearing like some sort of a mushroom shirt, right? And then yeah. and then like and like hugging Rick Doblin. And I'm like, yeah. what? That's a great, <laughs> great photo ever, man. Like, how did you get the Dob father, you know, in in person? And and, it's, and he's also wearing a great shirt, which you know I think is. Uh, it uh, it was. It was. Yeah, it's a, that's a fantastic shirt, man. That's a that's the kind of shirt Rick Doblin should be wearing. <laughs> that's right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys here real soon, and looking forward to meeting Rick Doblin and Alex and Allison Gray. So, again, send us your questions. Um, we're excited to share the show after we record it, and with what we ha- what we have left of ourselves and our brain after Burning Man. Yeah, and Brad, if you want, you know, we should schedule a mutual shaving appointment just before we leave. <laughs> you know, when we. It didn't work out the first time. 